0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Win Daily Sports Show here on HNB Media. Appreciate the hell of our friends over here. I got my man Ghost, and we are talking NBA free agency, NBA news, the NBA draft. Ghost, we're back. The off is here. We can start getting into it. How excited are you, my man? I'm fired up. I was already,
1: uh, I was already pumped for our last show, and now that we got things uh, well underway here. A lot to talk about, a lot to cover, and NBA season's fully underway, so absolutely love it
0: absolutely is we are very excited and we are very happy for everybody in the chat ask us questions ghost knows more about the nba than you've forgotten most likely so ask us some questions we're here to help we're having fun make sure to click that like button make sure to hammer the subscribe button i think it's smash that like button i apologize to all the youtubers out there (laughs) smash the hell out of that like button make sure you're subscribed if you're not already and get excited because ghost and i will be back so often you're probably going to hate us. Well, you'll hate me because it's my <laughs> voice, but like you're going to love Ghost because he's so much smarter than everybody else out there. So again, we're going to be talking a little bit of the NBA draft. I got a bone to pick with my man Ghost. He might have lost me a couple dollars. dollars. Uh, we're going to be talking free agency. We're going to be talking some off-season news, but I think the one we have to start with and is very, very unfortunate, Klay Thompson, uh, about what, like 30 minutes before the draft, it comes out that he su- suffered uh, a severe, uh, A leg injury on his opposite leg, so not the one that he tore the ACL on. So I think this is his right leg. I think he tore his ACL on his left leg. Comes out. He does end up having a very severe injury. It looks like it's Achilles torn. Should make complete recovery, but that's another 12 months that this dude's going to be out, going to be rehabbing. Now he's going to be two years older, essentially, since the last time we saw him ghost. I mean, outside of just prayers up to Clay Thompson, hope everything's all right. What does this do to the Warriors, I guess? Talk to me about that a little bit.
1: This is just devastating. I mean, if, if you take a look at, you know, the, from, from the fans and from the media side, I mean, no matter how much you either love the Warriors or, or hate them, I mean, I, I feel like there, there's no really in between with these Golden State Warriors, especially since they uh, acquired Kevin Durant a couple of years ago there. Um, you you wanted to see the Splash Brothers back in action this year. That's what everyone was looking forward to. Nobody liked to see a 15-seeded Warriors getting blown off the court by the likes of the Orlando Magic and, and 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 some subpar teams out in the West, right? So, um, it, it was something that I was really looking forward to. I, I know you were really looking forward to it, and, and I'm sure the whole NBA world was. So, just from that standpoint alone, it, it, it's really tough. And you know, if we if, if we take a look at the person that this is the hardest on, I mean, obviously it's Clay Thompson. But you, you take a look at what this guy did. I mean, they're up by four, Game Six in the NBA Finals. You know, elimination game. They're down 3-2 to, to the Raps. And he goes and tears his ACL. He finds out that if he doesn't shoot his free throws, he can't come back into the game. The guy does a, the fastest 180 I've ever seen, let alone somebody with a torn ACL. Comes back out jogging out there. Nails both free throws. And runs back to play zone D as if he's staying in the game. And Steve Kerr is like, what, 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 what are you doing? We're, we're calling timeout. Get, get, get to the locker room, bro. What, what are you doing right now? So th- this guy has the, the biggest heart, and I'm, I'm sure he was all fired up to get back out there. And now that this happens, man, this is, I, I can't imagine what he's going through, not only physically, but just mentally. I mean, hard enough to be stuck in quarantine during a pandemic, and it's tough on everyone's mental health as it is. And this guy's coming back from a gruesome injury, and now he just tears his Achilles like this. I, I really feel for him. So prayers up to him and his family for sure. Um, As fact is, what it does for the Warriors out there on the court, I mean, as if this team wasn't Steph Steph Curry's team. I mean, right now if, if if you want to prove that, you know, you're you're one of if not possibly in the conversation for best player in the league, so I'm I'm going to give myself an out there with there you uh, go. with with obviously LeBron, but um, you know, if, if if he wants to be out there saying, "Hey, I can do this thing on my own." The 2020 2021 20, 20, season is the chance to do it, right? Um, as far as their long-term outlook goes, this absolutely blows up the West in my opinion, because mm-hmm. now you have some very formidable duos in LeBron and AD. And don't, don't go out here wilding with me to sing AD to the bulls. And the, I don't know, we're, 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 we, we did, we did we're that gonna last show. We're going to get the show, free agency so. in a little bit. That, Come we did on. that last show. So I don't, I don't want to hear none of this AD to the bulls nonsense here, but um, you, you got LeBron and AD, you got the claw and, uh, and, and, and Paul George, and you, you have a bunch of other formidable duels. Damian Lillard still out there with CJ McCollum, Nurkic is back. And, Devin Booker is going to be a bad man this season. I'm, I'm calling that right now. So, um, they, this really blows things up. And I, as far as their lock to possibly lock in that uh, that number one seed or even make it to the finals, things drastically change when the number two scorer on your team is either going to be Andrew Wiggins or or Draymond Green. So, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the Stephen Curry 30 points per game show. Um, it, it's going to be bombs away for uh, for Steph out there. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. But Things just got a, a, a whole lot more complicated out there in the West.
0: Yeah, we talked about it last time, man. I did, you know, as you said, with Clay Thompson's 180, I did 100% 180 on the Warriors as well. Absolutely hated them. Absolutely hated them. They get KD. It's total bullshit. Like, what are we doing, guys? Come on. I'm sure it was a blast. I'm sure they had a lot of fun. Hey, it doesn't hurt to win a couple championships along the way. But then, now I'm, I'm kind of back in, though, now, right? Now, KD leaves. They have this awful, awful season. Kind of want to see what it's like. I remember that team from just a couple years ago before all the KD nonsense. They were fun to watch, man. The Golden State Warriors basketball is a just fun brand of basketball. And I want to watch that. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to see Klay Thompson. We are going to see a lot of Steph Curry. Yes, I think, I mean, 30 points a game. Shit, man. Give me 35 points a game. I want to see that. I'm here for that show. It's going to be an absolute blast. Steph's going to be healthy. Draymond's going to be healthy. And a couple other pieces are now added to this puzzle we'll we'll start with the draft a little bit we had anthony edwards go number one you promised me he wasn't going number one you said take him at over one and a half there's no shot this guy goes number one what does he do he goes number one i lose money so i just want to let you know that off the bat i put my bet in because i had the <laughs> utmost confidence in you i then sent you another message that oh, says "Ghost, this is down to minus 200 and now for all our friends well, what, that aren't better what
1: did i reply what did i reply to that
0: double down you said double down. And I said, okay, I tripled
1: on it. I tripled. Yeah. On it, so. And so
0: I lost even yeah. more money, but Hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm ride or die with you ghost, man. You know more about basketball than I'll ever know in my entire life. So I went with you. You had good reasoning. We played the narrative game. The narrative game's a fun one. Anthony Edwards goes number one to the Minnesota Timberwolves what's that going to look like? We got a little cat. We got a little D Anthony Edwards, young dude. So we'll see what happens in a couple years, but they made some other moves as well. Ricky Rubio, I think is coming back to town or some shit out yep. that poor guy, man. He's been on like 18 teams over the last <laughs> three days. That team Talk to me a little bit about the, the, the Timberwolves now knowing a couple of the extra pieces they added on. They did some other stuff. What's the outlook do you think on the, 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 Timberwolves this year?
1: Yeah. So I, I, I lost a ton of money on that one. I had, I, I had so much money on on Anthony Edwards going anywhere but number one basically what uh, what over 1.5 means for those that are not um, avid sports betters uh, as long as Anthony Edwards went number two or later your boys were cashing in I was really confident hmm. in it the, the guy had an interview saying I don't like basketball
0: yeah not a great not a great start hey why not are you taking start. this guy number one that not great Bob the, the guy voluntarily said
1: I don't like but like it, it's what I do. Excuse me?
0: Yeah, not good. And this not is a guy great.
1: going number one. This is a guy that you're surrounding with Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and, and you have some great talents. I am a huge D'Lo guy. I, I've loved D'Lo's game since he came into the league. He he absolutely ripped it up in, in, in March Madness that, that year that, that they were in the tournament mm-hmm. as a seventh seed. He had a great tournament. Got bounced early, but he had a great tournament nonetheless, and uh, I, I believe they made it to, to two games there. So I'm, I'm a huge D'Lo guy cat is out there doing his thing and you're surrounding them with a guy that has voluntarily said, Hey, you know what? I, I don't really like basketball. It's what I do. What? Yeah. Uh. And, and, and the main reason why I didn't think he was going number one is because I thought they needed a true point guard, which is what they did with Ricky Rubio. So, you know what? I, I was like, you know what? I kind of gave myself a pat on the back. I kind of like, a you lost money, <laughs> but at least you were in the right direction. Kind of like a, a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. But I, I just because I, I didn't really see Delo's future there as the primary ball handler. The pick and roll was very average with, with Cat. It wasn't really working out. They needed a true ball handler, and for Delo to go back to his game as that secondary ball handler and most and and more so playing off the ball because his, his three point shot is is pretty underrated in this league. I mean, we're, we're talking about three point shooters in the league. Not many peach. Not not many people even mention D'Angelo Russell in in that conversation. So. Am I saying he's, he's He's a top 10 sharp shooter. Absolutely not. But it's just his, his three point shot is, is pretty underrated for a guy that can knock it down from deep. So I like DLO playing off the ball a little bit more. And I really wanted to see LaMelo's game out there in Minnesota with them. Somebody who has such elite vision for basically a kid. I mean, the, the guy's only a few youngers younger than I am, but he, I, so I, I guess I have the right to call him a kid, but I mean, he, he's for, for someone that that's that young and heading into the league in his first year, that's something that you can't teach. You could teach somebody how to shoot a basketball. You could teach somebody a, a team system. You, you could teach a bunch of these fundamental skills. What you can't teach is court vision. That That's something that that either comes naturally or it's more of a, of a casting issue, what I like to call it, is that maybe they're playing the wrong position where if somebody just doesn't have the vision, you know what, maybe running point isn't for them. Maybe they're better off playing the two, something like that. But um, I, I really want to see LaMelo there. Shout out... Uh, Oh man! <laughs> hopefully, people. Hopefully, he's watching. But shout out to TPJ for uh, for that call, <laughs> going out there wild and c- comparing uh, Lamelo to to Kobe. That that was definitely a fun episode to watch over Ooh. there in Hoops and Brews. If you haven't watched that, make sure you guys go and watch that episode, Hoops and Brews. Uh, TPJ is going out there nuts, there c- comparing Lamelo to to Kobe. So I'm I'm not gonna go out there and say that, but I love the call, brother. Um, I've absolutely loved that episode. So um, am I am I saying this guy's the next Kobe? Not not necessarily, but. I, I really liked him going number one over Anthony Edwards. Uh, I, I, nothing wrong with Anthony Edwards' game. Um, he, He's a pure slasher. He's going to fit in there really well at the three spot. I just, I, I, I liked Jared Culver's role in that offense. He, he's a great three and D wing. And you know what, with D'Lo pretty much running the pick and pop with Kat. And I mean, Ricky Rubio is still going to be running the, uh, the, the pick and roll there with Kat as well. So. I didn't really see much of a need for an offensive weapon as, as strong as Anthony Edwards. I'd much rather have had LaMelo's core division out there and more of a distributor. But they got what they needed in Ricky Rubio. So mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it works out. I'll I'll, yes. I'll, I'll I'll take the consolation prize.
0: There you go. Yeah, it should be fun. I, I, I mean, just again, Ricky Rubio, I mean, he was in he was in Minnesota for a while. Very beloved there. He's moved on. Then he moved on again. Then he moved on again now I think he's moving on again, but he's coming back to Minnesota. Hopefully he uh, he still has his house there. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Maybe he can rent the one that Prince used to own too. Uh, great stories, <laughs> great stories around Prince, but um, yeah, man, it is, uh, it is fun. It is interesting. And that's why we love the NBA off so much. I agree with you. I kind of just wish Anthony Edwards didn't go number one, so I could have won some money, but I'm pretty confident you had a couple more dollars on that bet than I did. So it is what it is, but I heard some conspiracy theories. Maybe he's going out there saying he doesn't like basketball because he really didn't want to get drafted and play in Minnesota. I don't know. Dude signs a contract. I think he's going to be happy, make a couple million dollars, and his family should be set for a little while. So you go out there, do your thing, Anthony Edwards, and we appreciate you. Obviously, LaMelo Ball does end up going to the Hornets. Michael Jordan, LaMelo Ball, Eh, does that do anything for you? Is this going to be fun, LaVar Ball? He already said he's better than Michael Jordan. I don't know. That dude's a dickhead, so whatever. But what do you got, Lamelo on the, the the Hornets? I mean, I guess <laughs> just kind of give it a couple of years, and he'll be on another team, right? I
1: I, I just want to see Lavar walk in there, you know, Connor McGregor style, like this, and asking MJ to play one on one. I would absolutely love to see that. I mean, like I'm, I'm I I like Lamelo's game. Don't get me wrong. I I think people got that from the last maybe five minutes of the show there. But I want to see Lavar walk in there and play MJ one on one. That that'd be some wild entertainment. But um as far as what the real basketball team is gonna look like, um, it's an interesting fit there. Um, curious to see what their future looks like with guys like Terry Terra and Devonte Graham. So um <laughs> shout, shout out TPJ watching. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see what they do with that backcourt now. Um possibly move a guy like Devonte Graham. He he has some value out there on the trade market, a good young guard that could score. He could dish the rock pretty well, too. So um, I'm I'm sure if they pick up the phone and let teams know that, hey, Devontae Graham's up for trade, or Terry Rogier, less so than that. Um, not, not a fan of his contract, and uh, even him, he, he I, I always thought that Terry Rogier was better coming off the bench out there in Boston So um, before he wound up on the Hornets. So Really curious to see what that backcourt future looks like. It really wouldn't surprise me to see them end up moving one of these guys. Really hope for their sake it's uh, Terry Rozier and not Devontae Graham because that backcourt could, uh, could really be something special out there in the East.
0: Yeah, and I think it's an interesting, again, the top three picks were really weird this year in terms of the teams that were up there, right? Like we had the uh, the Timberwolves, who obviously have Carl Anthony's talents, obviously have D'Angelo Russell. So they had some pretty established talent on the team. Hopefully they figure it out. I mean, only a couple of years ago, they were considered they were a playoff team with Jimmy Butler. So it's just really weird kind of how all that worked out. Then obviously you have the Warriors, who are the Warriors, right? They kind of like just lucked into that second spot, and we'll get to them in a second. Obviously, we talked about Claire already. And then you have the Hornets, who kind of like, I mean, if they're the third pick, they get who you think is the best player in the draft. And a lot of people, including our friend TPJ, thinks that they're the be- he's the best player in the draft. You kind of just have to take them, right? The Hornets are a perpetually bad team. I can't remember a time in my life where they were good. I mean, they were the Bobcats for a minute. That was kind of cool. Mecca Okafor, remember him? Like, we're talking like 15, 20 years ago at this point. I don't remember the Hornets ever being good. So you just have to take the best player available. And if you think it was going to be freaking LaMelo Ball, let's take it, man. Let's roll with it. I mean, that's the that's what you got to do. If, if Terry Rozier is there, if Devonte Graham is there, I mean, who cares? You just take the best player available. You run with it and you hope you can actually build your franchise around this guy. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen because if LaMelo Ball is good, no shot he's staying with the, uh, the the Hornets. And if he's not so good, there is a good shot. He'll stay with the Hornets. He'll be Michael Gil- get, uh, Kid Gilchrist. He'll be there for 15 years, make a bunch of money, do absolutely nothing with his entire career. Um, we do have a question over here. Do you think, uh, so you're also already talked about Rozier potentially getting traded. That contract is ugly. What was it like three for 60? It was like yeah. something like really bad like that. I don't know who the hell made that idea. So Michael Jordan, make sure that guy gets fired. He should take that personally. We're talking about Michael Jordan taking shit personally. Take that goddamn contract personally, man. That thing is awful. Um, But what about Batum? If I'm not mistaken, he opted back into his contract. I think that dude makes like an ungodly amount of money. He was really good like, I don't know, like seven years ago for a minute. Now he's still making money. Any chance? What I guess give me a legitimate trade situation or scenario. Would you have to, to get off one of those contracts, have to include a guy like Devontae Graham, have to include a relatively protected first round pick? What do you think about that?
1: It would be more so. I I could see definitely both of them uh, getting traded. uh, If if any team is looking to get to the floor of the salary cap or or end up working a situation like that where they're willing to take on a bad contract, even if it's just for one or two years, depending on how many years are left. I'm, I'm pretty sure Terry Rozier has two years left and Batum is an expiring contract. So Um, Uh, it it looks like 27
0: million for Batoon, though. How shout out to that (laughs) guy's agent! God damn, that's impressive. Um, that's awful. Wow.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know what to say to that. I don't even know what to say to that, but um, for a guy that's going to be coming off the bench, probably not even in the rotation, you would have to include a pick. Um, the only issue with the Hornets is that they're going to be bad, so you'd have to be at least top five protected, uh, if if you're willing to. Lose a pick if, if you're in between picks six and ten, then that's okay. But I I would definitely not include a first round pick in a Batum trade uh, unless it's top five protected, just because of how bad that team has the potential to be. Um, their their front court is an absolute disaster. So, um, despite being being in the weakest conference, I mean that 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 team is really bad. So, um, if a team wants to trade for Nick Batum, uh, it, it's definitely to try and get to the floor or a team like OKC where they're pretty much. Taking as many guys as possible and just collecting these first round picks uh, as if it's a paycheck, right? So um, that would be a primary situation for me to to possibly see Batum getting traded. But the issue with that is that the Hornets are nowhere near close to contending anytime soon. So they might just roll this one out and end up eating that uh, eating that lost money. And they, they ho- hopefully they learn their lesson. But I would more so like to see Terry Rozier get traded just because I want to see Lamelo start with uh, with Devonte Graham.
0: Yeah. And I think, I don't think you're going to, I mean, just at this point, eat the Batoon money, like whatever, like there's really not much you can do about it. There's no point in giving away a first round pick with him. He's an expiring contract, 72 games this year. So it's not even quite 27 million. It's going to be down a little bit. Just eat that money. You could probably get something for Terry Rozier. Uh, as you said, still a couple years left on that deal, but it's not, I mean, it's not, it sucks. But he's at least still capable of playing basketball, I think. You know, Batum is kind of yeah, again, he was good like seven years ago. Shout out him and his mm-hmm. agent for doing that. Um, we actually at Mikey Mike 301 send uh first round pick and Batum to OKC. They'll gladly accept more picks. Maybe Terry yeah. Rogier, but just eat the Batum contract at this point. Don't even worry about it. It is what it is. And I think we're gonna stop there. No more uh Hornets talk. They're a terrible team. We don't really need to know about them. Michael Jordan owns them. That's the only reason why I think we talk about him <laughs> as much as we do. Let's go back to the Warriors. So as I was saying, obviously clay is hurt. It sucks. They had that second round pick and like 30, 40 minutes before the draft, it came out bang. Like, what are we going to do? This is terrifying. We don't know. Hold your horses. We'll see what happens. Yes. Clay now has a, a torn Achilles. He's going to be out for a little while, which just stinks. But what if we add James Wiseman? Awesome. You needed some front-court help. There you go. Bang. What if we then turn around and go find Kelly Oubre, who was just traded recently in that Suns and OKC deal? deal. All right. Let's go look at that now. So Kelly Oubre comes on. James Wiseman comes on. Now talk to me about this Warriors team knowing a little bit more. They're probably going to do a couple more things. They're probably going to make a couple more moves. As you said, James Wiseman going to to the Warriors, as you said, you didn't want anyone else there because of their backcourt and how much they already liked it. What does it look like now? No clay, a lot of Steph, a lot of Draymond, little Dray- um, little James Wiseman, some some Kelly Oubre. How do you look at that Warriors team from that standpoint, knowing that they at least added a couple extra pieces?
1: Um, for me, the biggest question is actually their starting lineup uh, because you know right now, if you look at it on paper, you're probably looking at Steph with Wiggins and Oubre on the wings, and then you have Wiseman and Draymond up in the front court, but. Don't forget about a guy like Damian Lee. I mean, he's a guy that could pencil in really well there in that two spot if they want Andrew Wiggins or or Kelly Oubre to come off the bench, right? So um, they they also have Kevon Looney. This is a team now that has a bit more depth than they thought that they would. So um, I I like this spot for them. Uh, Wiseman is a guy that, you know, the traditional seven-foot center is not really something that's all that much coveted in, in the league anymore just because of a lot of teams going small ball and, you know what, you, you got to move the ball even faster than you run, obviously, right? So um, if these guys have have issues keeping up, then that's when they end up riding uh, riding the bench. So James Wiseman is a guy that's extremely athletic. He could guard the paint really well. And I'm more so to, uh, inclined to see what this does with Draymond's role. Because you know what, before, again, as much as you could possibly hate Draymond or you either love him, there's no in-between. You're either the biggest Draymond fan in the world or you think this guy shouldn't even be in the league anymore. He goes out there night in, night out, matches up against some of the biggest bigs out there. And you know what? He he holds his own. He, he's a constant Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He's a guy that can rack up multiple steals and blocks in games night in, night out. So um, I'm really curious to see what they do with him. And you know what? There, there might even be a lot of switching on, uh, on on that defensive end where you end up playing a team. like I don't want to use Portland as an example because they they still have Josef Nurkic out there. And if they end up, running double bigs, then then that's when Draymond could end up guarding whoever's starting for them at power forward. But if if we take that situation and let's say Nurkic ends up sitting out for load management that night, which we're gonna see plenty this season, right? Does Draymond end up guarding CJ McCollum with Steph lining up on Dame? As much as Steph is not a defensive player, for those of you that don't know, Steph and Dame go at each other one on one every single time those two teams play. And they combine for 120 points. So let's go. I'm not saying I'm not we'll I'm not saying go. you should put up Steph. I'm not saying you should put Steph on Dame, uh, on Dame but that's the reality. Let, let's just Dude,
0: it's a game in February. Nobody gives a shit. Give that's me it. all no the one points. That's what no I'm looking for.
1: These guys just go at one another. They drop 60 apiece, and that's what we're here for, right? I'm more so curious to see what they do in games like that where teams end up having a clear number two option. Both are going to be either the second piece is either going to be on the wing or they're going to be in the backcourt. I'm really curious to see how they end up moving a guy like Draymond around on defense now that they have James Wiseman able to guard the paint for them.
0: It's going to be interesting. And and you say everyone goes small ball. Well, the Lakers just won the championship, whether you like it or believe it or put an asterisk next to it or not. And on the court at times they had Anthony Davis. They had LeBron James. They had Dwight Howard. I mean, they went gigantic. They had towers all over the place. So as much as teams are going small ball and, and we've seen that, we've also seen those teams then get pushed around by somebody. Now, again, the Lakers are obviously in a different level. You have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two of the top, I don't know, seven players in the league, 10 if because I don't want to have a goddamn argument right now. I like (laughs) Like, I I like yourself. It's just like, like, yeah, like we don't have to say two of the top three or anything like that. But it's going to be interesting. And, you know, having someone like James Meisman, dudes, 19 years old, 20 years old, whatever he is, it's going to take a minute for him to fill out his body, fill out what he is. He's already a big dude, though. So I think that there is a huge opportunity and something you can do with that. So hopefully again, this is going to be the Steph Curry show. This is going to be him dropping 60 a night. I'm here for it. Let's go Steph. I want all the primetime games and I want to watch them do all the things they need to do. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, I'd tell that's not, not that bad. Not that bad, man. Not that bad. Um, Let's move on. We have a couple more topics we have to get through. We're going to have a fun show tonight. We appreciate everybody in the chat. Got Brazil all over the place. Hell yeah, let's go Brazil. We appreciate the hell out of that country. So interesting, interesting news. Didn't see this coming. A lot of people said, no way this is going to happen. Gordon Hayward opts out of $34 million. Now, shout out Gordon Hayward. He's made more money than God and he has barely played. Whether he had wanted to or not, we all kind of know what happened. It was an awful injury in the first like 10 minutes of the first game that he played and since then he's pretty much been shot on the celtics he now opts out of 34 million a year which is kind of crazy because i don't think he's getting 34 million a year anywhere else i think like unless the knicks do are just so knicks and <laughs> give him that which i'm here for i'm 100 here for it I think he's just kind of trying to get a bigger number. He doesn't care about the years. Just give me a bigger number. Cause maybe he isn't healthy. Maybe it's just not going to be so great moving forward. But how do you feel about Gordon Hayward opting out? And where do you think he ends up? I was shocked. I mean, I, I don't really feel with, with no
1: disrespect to Gordon Hayward. Of course I, I love his game, but I don't really feel like he was in a position to be turning down $34 million. Um, that, that, that's yeah. how I look at it. I don't it. care I mean, who I, you I really, are.
0: I don't I, think I, Jeff Bezos turns down $34 million 30, if it's 30, in the bag. You can like, you I could I
1: opt know. in and, and get $34 million and figure out your future from there. Right. So I, I was a little shocked on top of that. He, he has a really good relationship with, uh, with, with coach Stevens They're out in Boston too. Right. So really surprised to see that happening. I, I feel like it's another guy, not to the extent of Kyrie wanting to be out of Boston, but he ended up looking at himself like, Hey, I'm quickly falling out of the plans here. This is Jason Tatum's team. Uh, you, you have Kemba out there. You got Marcus Smart. You have Jalen Brown. This is a young Boston Celtics team that Gordon Hayward just didn't fit the bill anymore. And you know what? He, he was brought in for that veteran presence. At, at the time, he, he was still young. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he wasn't out of his prime. It's not like he's he's a 40 year old uh, Paul Millsap, which we we, we love to talk we'll about. We'll get to it, Paul Millsap. Don't so worry. You, you know that we're going to get to him because we, we can't go back to back shows without ripping on 40 year old Paul Millsap. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I did. You know, Gordon, here was brought in there for exactly that. The locker room presence, kind of the, the the calm, cool, collective guy that could lead them in the playoff run. And he did that. I mean, he he was a guy that was that that was a pretty solid rotation piece for them when he was healthy, when he was healthy being the key point there. Right. So, I mean, I I feel like it's more of a, a scenario where he was like, you know what, I, I just don't fit here anymore. Uh, it, it's time for me to move on. And the team that he's rumored to go to, you you know where he's rumored to go to.
0: Well, I saw the Knicks were in pursuit.
1: Not just in pursuit. Apparently, these guys are like all over Gordon Hayward, which makes me really nervous. Because no, nervous, if what? Want, I want good things for Knicks fans. Why? Because I feel bad. Oh,
0: stop it. Exactly. It's funny. I live here in the New York City area. If you have never play with good players, he's Canadian. We get it. Ghost, you love Canadians. Thanks, man. I want to see RJ Barrett win more than 15 games a season. You don't think Russell Westbrook and and OB Toppin and Gordon Hayward will get them there? 15? That team will win more than 15. Are we
1: moving on to OB Toppin? Because I I, I don't think a lot of people are going to end up agreeing with my take on
0: that draft pick. Not quite, not not yet. We're okay, still on Gordon Hayward. I, I want
1: I want good things for these Knicks, and your big your big offseason acquisition is gonna be Gordon Hayward.
0: Yeah, are you serious? It's 2020. Ghost, you gotta listen to me here, man. I live in the New York City metro area. I used to go to New York City multiple times a week before this stupid ass pandemic. I love it there. <laughs> New York City is one of the most fair-weathered fan bases that I have ever met in my entire life. Me being a fan of multiple New York City teams but this city can't get enough of shitty Knicks. You have no idea. They sell out every single night in the goddamn garden. And this team, what they won like eight games a couple years ago or something like that. It is hysterical. They love the Knicks so much, no matter what. So you know what? I'm totally cool with them sucking. I want the Nets to crush it next year. Give them Harden, give them Embiid too. Fuck it. I don't care. Go they can have all of them. But listening to the callers, On New York City Sports Talk Radio, I promise you, you have never laughed harder in your life. I promise. It's hysterical. It is hysterical, goes. And I understand you're a nice person. You love Canadians. So RJ Barrett's probably posters all over your room, probably above your bed on your (laughs) ceiling. But man, you have no idea what it's like listening to Knicks fans just cry and cry because it's honestly the thing that they love the most. And I'm here for it. I'm sorry, man. I'm here for it. I think it would be awesome.
1: I just, the, the, this team is in nba purgatory right now they don't know what to do with their roster they're like hey do we win now do we sign gordon hayward
0: yes are you kidding sign, me sign him four years what was his contract 140 million do it again i'm in let's do it again no give oh. him nick patoon's contract and let him have the player option every time so if he wants to he yeah, can go, going in. go and trade for chandler parsons while you're at it too oh all uh, right p chandler parsons that's deep cut man that's not very nice come on no, the, no what did no, chandler no parsons do to you He sucks. He truly does. does. He was good like once though. That was kind of cool. So let's stick on the Knicks then. Obi Toppin. Why don't you like Obi Toppin? It goes, you've heard it by now. Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin, man. Come on. Bro, ain't
1: no stopping Obi Toppin. The guy's not going to see the court.
0: Well, he's like 28. I think he's older than me
1: already. How many front court players do the Knicks need? I am all for the strategy where you walk in and, and you're a franchise like the Knicks. You walk up there and you take the best player in the draft available that's a fact because your team blows yes. so i'm I'm all for that strategy but you go and take another front court player this is like the one exception to that rule for me you already have julius Randle. you already have mitchell robinson what is the direction of the franchise that's what i'm really um, curious about right now how
0: many years julius Randle has one year or two i don't remember i believe I he has one two. year and then he has and oh. then he has an option to, to oh opt he's in there he's picking that up don't worry i'm confident yeah, right in that away. let's just call right it away. you then let's just call but it you.
1: why like what is i i need to know what the direction of this team is because you have a young center in mitchell robinson who is an absolute stud by the way the guy is a great basketball player and they refuse to play him it's because true. they gave minutes to bobby portis and he's Taj gone. Gibson, he's gone. Thank God they are gone. Yeah, both of them are gone. Save because if bucks. I see Mitchell Robinson dropping 12 and 12 in 16 minutes again, because he was losing minutes to Bobby Portis and Taj Gibson, I was gonna lose my mind. And I'm not even a Knicks fan. This is for you Knicks fans. This is this is for all of you. I'm trying to I'm trying to support your team here. while Michael's telling me not to. I'm trying I'm trying to best give you the best that I can right now. Why, like, why are you talking about acquiring a guy like Gordon Hayward? But then your argument to drafting Obi Toppin is that, hey, you know, he has years to develop. Not really. Well, then why why are you
0: signing 30 years old? Why are you signing
1: Gordon Hayward and possibly trying to acquire Russell Westbrook? Like, are you trying to win now? Or are you trying to if if you're trying to win now, what is a fourth power forward on that roster going to do for you? I don't get it. Are you, are you going to play all these guys 15 minutes a night? They're all just going to take turns? Yes. like They're they're all just going to rotate in. You got Kevin Knox now, too, on the wing, who he oh, can still man. play minutes He's, at the four.
0: He doesn't need any minutes. He's good. We all kind of know what Kevin I think, Knox is at this point. I, I think he should get very few
1: minutes, but the Knicks, are they, they still seem to love this guy. So you still have Kevin Knox out there. You still have Julius Randle. You still have Mitchell Robinson. How many guys do you need at the four and the five? Possibly, but Randall got a I'm, goal for
0: him, so I don't know. I'm, I'm putting it. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait! I clicked the wrong one. Here we go. Russ and Hayward make the playoffs. Yeah, because Thomas, in the they're in the East. Thank you, Tom. So, I agree. When was the last time the Knicks were in the playoffs? Like 2014, I think. Probably before I was born. It feels like it before Obi Toppin was born, and dude's like yeah, 45 years old at this point.
1: But it's like what, like. And I, I, I know Knox is a small forward, but he, they when they end up going small ball, he ends up playing some minutes at the four. So it's like just how many guys do you need in that front court right now? You had Tyrese Halliburton there who could be possibly your point guard of the future. Ended up slipping all the way to eight. This guy was a consensus top five pick. You even had Devin Vassell out there for you to take if you wanted a wing player, a guy that could play the two. Why why why? I don't get it. Why are you loading up your front court over and over and over again? And and if you tell me Obi Toppin's gonna replace guys like Julius Randle, okay. But then don't go out and tell me you're gonna sign Gordon Hayward to a four year max contract extension. What is that about? Oh
0: they're going after your boy Ghost. They want I'm, Van I'm, Fleet I'm too. Gonna, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna pretend that's not on my screen right now. They're gonna I'm, I'm leaving I'm just, it up there then. They're going just, after Van I'm, Fleet. No, no, I'm I'm not no. I'm I'm not all right. I'll take it off. I'll take it off. Yeah, take take that off off the screen. I'll
0: take it off. I'll take it off. Oh, respect Mikey Mike, Mike,
1: but I'm 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 taking that off the screen, bro. I'm sorry. It's not
0: your fault, Mikey Mike. Ghost is in Canada right now, so he has to support his Canadian teams. He (laughs) loves them, of course, but there's really no choice he has.
1: I just look well Obi Toppin is somebody that can be, you know what? He he has the potential to to be a top five player in this draft class. It's a very shallow draft class, right? We, We we talked about it last show, we've been talking about it for a while now. It's not the, the, the deepest of job classes that we've had in recent years. But I, I just don't understand. The main thing that I want to advocate here is I don't understand the direction of the Knicks right now. It's really confusing. And I'm not even a Knicks fan. I can't even imagine what their fan base is going through because you end up going on Twitter. You end up reading something from a, a Knicks reporter where they're like, hey, we're going to sign Gordon Hayward and trade for Russell Westbrook. And then the next day they have a press conference saying, well, we want Obi Toppin to develop. Behind Julius Randle, okay, but what? Like you're you're literally contradicting yourself on back-to-back days. Like what you have to pick. You really have to pick a direction for this team. If if they're going, I don't want to say all in, but if they want to acquire Gordon Hayward and Russ, I know it'd give New York some playoff ball. I'm all for it. But then don't be out here telling me Obi Toppin is gonna to be developing, and that you're you're wasting multiple years of the guy's career at that point. I
0: I don't I just don't get it. I love it. And you know what? You said all in our friend, Ashley, Nicole also on HMB media, all in with Ashley, Nicole, make sure to watch that. She's a big Knicks fan. So I'm out here defending your Knicks. I'm I'm just want to let you know, Ashley ghost is here defending your Knicks. I think it's hysterical. I got no dog in this fight. I just like laughing at the callers. I'll be very honest about that. (laughs) Just love laughing at the callers. I think that's, that's enough getting ghost angry over a team. He doesn't even like. So I think, I think we're good there. We talked a little Gordon Hayward. Um, Need to give you some props. Ghost was on here a couple nights ago said, hey, the Rockets, they're going to trade everybody. Shit, trade everybody. What happens? Literally a couple hours later, Covington traded to the Blazers for, I think, two first-round picks and Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza, I think, has been traded again since. Shout out Trevor Ariza, moving team. So um, (laughs) give you a little props, Ghost. Congrats on that. We'll see if the rest of the team gets traded for first-round pick. We know the Rockets need them. We know the Rockets need them. Um, The biggest draft night trade, though, this one was actually kind of fun. We had Landry Shamet." going from the Clippers to the Nets. We had Luke Kennard going from Detroit to LA. And then we had, I think, a pick going to Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, something like the Nets 19th. Um, two shooters. I'm a big Duke guy, so shout out Luke. Uh, he's definitely has that like real Duke vibe to him of just like, hey man, my dad said I could park my Porsche here, but he seemed like a cool guy. He seemed like a nice guy. I always liked him when he was there for a couple years. Tell me what this does. I mean, it, it feels like, to kind of me I, I watch enough basketball but i'm not super into detroit basketball to be honest with you seems like they're trading a shooter for a shooter here what does luke Kennard add to this clippers team now and what does chemette obviously the the nets needed shooting so okay i think we we understand that but what does Kennard do for this clippers team uh adding him into into the rotation in some capacity
1: he brings exactly what they needed realistically i mean they need good guys off the bench that could score i mean as nice as it is hoping that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to play 45 minutes a night that 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 ain't happening anytime soon I mean these guys are the definition of load management and whenever they do play you're you're lucky if if you get 36 minutes out of them not because they can't just because you can't be pushing them in the regular season when this team is built for a championship or bust kind of model right so um Canard was balling before he ended up getting injured out there for Detroit I mean granted it's a very weak Detroit Pistons team but I mean I'm I'm not gonna take anything away from the guy. He he was knocking down a bunch of shots and he, he was looking really good out there with uh with, with a very rejuvenated Derrick Rose, right? So um I I really like this move for them. I think it adds some much needed depth for them. He 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 could play the two, he could play the wing if they end up going a little bit smaller. I, I love this move for uh for, for the Clippers and Landry Summit was that guy that could, you know what, he can kind of handle the ball. They realized that he can't really handle the ball, so Let's kind of use him as a spot up shooter, but he's not a good enough shooter to end up being a spot up shooter at the two in that in 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 the second wave of guys coming off the bench. So, absolutely love this move in in, in a draft that is far from the deepest that that we will that we we've seen in years. Canard was probably one of, if not the best piece that they get with with a, with a pick like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it works out for both teams. Again, the Nets, what the hell are they going to do with the 19th pick? Um, You know, they they clearly needed to move it for somebody. It's kind of cool that they were able to figure out a couple uh, trade partners to get that done. And yeah, Luke Kennard now is on a, um, you know, potential championship or bus team, as you said there. So that should be fun. Do you think he's mostly going to be coming off the bench? As you said, it was kind of a weak Detroit team. I mean, if he's going up against that second wave, as you said, and, and, you know, playing with a couple starters, mostly just doing his thing. I mean, I think he could put up some pretty damn good numbers uh, as that guy coming off the bench for the Clippers team, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if, if we're switching gears just for, you know, 30 seconds, if we end up talking uh, t- talking about uh, about it from a fantasy perspective, Kennard's somebody that, that that's very much viable in this roster. I mean, is, especially to close out games. I'd I'd have to I'd have to take a look at their new roster now, but you you'll probably end up seeing Patrick Beverly with Canard out there with with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the Lou Williams will likely be out there as well if they end up going really small. And you know, what, it, it, Lou will might if, if they end up chasing points in a game where they're behind by even if it's just a handful, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see Pop out there on the bench and Lou will running points. You end up throwing Canard out there. It, it it really stretches the court for guys like uh, like Kawhi and 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 Paul George. So. I like this move. I think he, he can put up a bunch of points off the bench and in games where they don't need to run Kawhi into the ground or or, or Paul George really, the game's likely against some some bottom East teams where they end up playing guys like that. If, if Kawhi ends up sitting out and Kanar gets the spot start, I love that spot for him.
0: It should be fun, man. It should be fun. Uh, moving on. A couple nights ago, we also we uh, Monday night there was some news that was made. The Milwaukee Bucks went out and just kind of put middle fingers up to the world and was like, "We're going for it. Um, we need Giannis to say we'll do whatever we can." So I think the first breaking news was Drew Holiday to the Bucks. I think it was five first round picks or three first round picks and a couple three, picks yeah. swaps. So they're they're you know the Bucks, um, the the Pelicans now own all of the Bucks picks and they're they're kind of pushed out. You know, that's the thing. Like when you see all these first round picks, it's like, well, you're the Knicks traded Christoph Porzingis for two first round picks. It's like, all right, well, the math should be good enough that those are in like the 20s. Like, who the hell cares about that pick? No, you're not going to do that much as we've seen with the drafts in recent years, especially. So Drew Holiday going to the Bucks. We then got bogdan bogdanovich one of your favorites i think or at least during the bubble he was one of your favorites you absolutely were loving on him he gets traded in a sign and trade i think a couple more first round picks i don't know the other first round picks that the bucks weren't allowed to trade in the uh trade for drew holiday we then got some news draft night that bogdan was like what the hell are we doing i don't agree to that he's a restricted free agent so he has to agree to the terms um somebody screwed up somebody's pissed off and Bogdan said you know what you guys didn't talk to me screw you I'm gonna go try and find a better deal that I can go play where I want to play I find this really weird because if the Bucks are gonna sign him to a bunch of money and he's gonna be on one of the best teams very much the best team in the east if not one of the best two three teams in the NBA why not just do it this seems like kind of a little spiteful move on his part but how do you feel about this? Do you think he should stay? Do you think there's a better idea, a better spot for him out there somewhere? I mean, going from the Kings to the Bucks, if you didn't just go from like a beat-up Honda Civic to like a really <laughs> really nice like Mustang or something. I'm not a car guy, I'm sorry. Like I don't know what the hell you did. Like talk to me a little bit about this. What the hell is he doing? Um, I actually like the move from
1: uh from Bogdan and the reason why is because for a guy that wants to secure the bag and he's looking at you know, probably a four-year extension. If Giannis bounces next season and you're stuck out there in Milwaukee, it's not, it's not like you're stuck in Miami. You know, mm-hmm. you're in New York. True. You're in the you're in these beautiful cities. You're out there in Milwaukee.
0: Shout out Milwaukee, any of our
1: friends. Shout out, out Milwaukee. There. This is coming from a guy that already has snow on the ground. So oh. you no, know, t- trust me, it's no nowhere worse than here. You're spending 41 games out of 82 in Milwaukee. Giannis is gone. They probably end up flipping Drew Holiday if Giannis leaves because you try and recuperate whatever you can and you're going to be stuck in Milwaukee for three years playing with who? Brooke Lopez. Um, Chris Milton. Chris. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I like the move from, from Bogdan because as a restricted free agent, he holds all the cards and realistically I, I, I thought myself too, as I was seeing that trade, I was like this materialized way too fast. I I didn't, there, there were no report unless it got, kept like extremely quiet which we've seen happen before especially on opening day of trades it's the, NBA. Know, I, Get it. it's the NBA. I was like, and that's when i thought to myself wait a second we're not talking about any other sport we're talking about the nba there would be 500 tweets going out before this trade was made official so i mean look, look at what happened today with kelly Ubre jr yep my, my my timeline was flooded with kelly Ubre jr tweets before it actually got confirmed and i don't know i i didn't see anything leading up to this deal it, it kind of made me think, like, hey, is this actually agreed upon? Especially the, the key thing for me was that he didn't, it wasn't a sign and trade. They just said, hey, we're flipping him and Milwaukee will take care of the contract things. Normally, when it comes to a restricted free agent, you have them signed beforehand and then they're implicated into the deal. Right. So I don't know. I, I like this move by Bogdan. Um, he holds all the cards. And you know what? E- even if he does end up saying in, in Sacramento, it wouldn't honestly be the worst thing. I mean, obviously you you would rather go to Milwaukee this season for this season. I'm talking about alone. Mm -hmm. Obviously you'd rather, yeah, I'm I'm not going to sit out here and say, Oh, you you rather play on the Kings than the bucks this year. No, no, I'm not, not, I'm not going crazy. But what I'm saying is that with a guy like Buddy Heald, who's possibly on the move, Luke Walton despises Buddy Heald. He does not like (laughs) Buddy Heald. Let's just get out. Let's just get that out there right now. Luke Walton does not like Buddy Heald. You have fans yelling at this guy saying, Hey, you have the three-point shooter on your bench right now, and you're down three, and he he doesn't care. So this this guy's constantly riding the bench. So instead of saying, hey, do I play Bogdan or do I play Buddy Heald, do I play both, he won't have that issue if Buddy Heald is gone. So it, it can lead to a lot of minutes for Bogdan, possibly even get a bigger extension when it, his contract's up, but spending a, a, a couple of years in Sacramento, I don't know if he's willing to do that. But, hey, if, if, if you ask me right now, would, would you want to play with – would you rather take a risk next season, possibly playing with basically nobody? No disrespect to Chris Middleton, but you're you're basically playing with nobody if Giannis leaves because Drew's going to get flipped to recoup some assets. Or would I rather spend the next couple of years with De'Aaron Fox? I'm taking De'Aaron Fox seven days a week.
0: De'Aaron, De'Aaron, Fox. Fox,
1: De'Aaron Fox is a stud. You he- want to play ball with De'Aaron Fox. So it really wouldn't be that bad of an option for Bogdan to end up staying. But again... It really depends what Sacramento has planned with uh, with Buddy Heal and if, if, if they want to pay the man.
0: I I love it, and I actually just got a notification that Bogdan trade the league has opened an investigation, uh, so some shit is going down there. I love it. Uh, so I'm here I think, for it. Yeah, I'm all here for it too. And and Yadi in the chat just says the Celtics made a trade. Nothing on my phone, um, so maybe by the end of the show we get something. We get a little confirmation. We get a nice little woge bomb because I'm interested. Ghost, I'm very interested in the Celtics. We're going to see uh, what's going on with Gordon Hayward and all that. So I want to get into some of the unrestricted free agents as well as some of the restricted free agents. As we said, Bogdan is a restricted free agent, so he holds all the cards. Um, so let's just hop there. There's really only a couple more worthy of note uh, to pay attention to. We have Brandon Ingram. We have your old friend, Yaka Pertl. And we have Dario Saric, Sar- Sar- Sarcic, how the hell you say his name. These, I'm, I'm bad, man. I'm bad these are really the only other guys outside of again, Bogdan that we really need to uh, pay too, too much attention to Brandon Ingram though. I think he won comeback player of the year. Probably shouldn't have, or um, most improved. I, I apologize. Probably shouldn't have, but whatever he did, I think it should have went to your other boy, Pascal Siakam improving the most again. So we appreciate that, but talk to me a little bit, Brandon Ingram. You think he stays? You think he goes? I think he stays.
1: Um, he, he's a core piece out there in new Orleans and he was pretty much the core of that AD trade. So not only would it look pretty foolish to end up letting him go or dealing him but he he balled out last season I, I was I was all aboard the Brian Ingram hype train last season he he looked amazing so um now that Zion's hopefully healthy hopefully um I, I want to see the, the
0: two of them going to work together for for a full uh for a full season here Lonzo as well you know a little, little extra that ball family I don't know he, he's got some vision right I think that's kind of cool.
1: Give me a little mellow over. Oh, give, give me <laughs> mellow over, Zo, any day.
0: Thomas, where are you? Come and argue with. Uh, well, I guess no. You and Ghost are on the same side. Never mind. That's that's no fun if we all agree on everything. <laughs> um, Hurdle, he's a spur. You think he stays a spur? You think, think he's coming home? We could play that song. Everybody loves that song. Coming <laughs> home. I don't think so. But um, talk to me. you think he stays a spur?
1: Might, might sound a little weird considering we're, we're talking about a, a, a rotation player that's usually coming off the bench, but I, I feel like it really depends what they do with LaMarcus Aldridge. If they end up flipping LaMarcus Aldridge and they don't really have anybody that they're comfortable with rolling out in that front court, Pop is not a guy that's going to end up saying like, hey, we're throwing in the towel for a season. So if they end up moving off of Aldridge, then I I, I could definitely see Jakob portal's thing, but I don't know. It's it, it's really tough to tell. it. it it, it depends if anyone needs some backup center help. He he would likely end up going to a contender, but right right now I I think he stays out there in San Antonio.
0: Jacob Puddle, you gotta love it, man. You gotta <laughs> love it. Um, Luis Figueroa in the chat, what's up? Nothing much, man. What's up with you? He also says Brandon to the Knicks. Brandon Ingram to the Knicks. Does that is that all in enough for you, Ghost? Is that all in enough? You bring in Gordon Hayward, pay him a boatload of money. You trade for Russell Westbrook. You got Obi Toppin. As you've heard. Ain't no stopping, Obi no Toppin, And then you throw in some Brandon Ingram. Come on, man. That team makes the playoffs in the East. That's the top four team think, in the uh, East.
1: J- just with Gordon Hayward, as long as he's healthy and Russell Westbrook, they make the playoffs in the East. If Orlando can make the playoffs, the Knicks can make the playoffs with that roster. Okay. And uh,
0: Mikey he might look like, a lot better with
1: Tyrese Halle Burton out there in the backcourt with RJ Barrett. But anyways, we're
0: not we're not going back to that. No, we're done with that. Um, Devontae Graham should have won most improved player. I like that. Devontae Graham, I, I think it honestly should have yeah. been uh, uh Pascal. If not Pascal, I think it should have been Bam because I think Bam like went from good to great and I think it's very, very clear. So I think I don't know. They usually it's who sucked to who got good. Um, sometimes I like the good to great. I think that's even even more difficult, especially yeah, the MDA, for, so. for,
1: for me. It, it was probably, I mean, obviously I'm not voting on these awards there anytime soon, but
0: maybe of
1: give, give me a couple, a couple years. years. We we'll, can we'll we'll into
0: existence. Go we'll see.
1: Um, uh, for, for me, it was, it was probably between Brian Ingram and Bam out of bio. And a guy that I, I probably would have voted for top three would have been Luka Doncic. I mean, he he was already yep. a stud last season, but he he became a top five player in the in, in the league this year. I mean, you, you can't deny what he was doing out there, dropping fifty point triple doubles like like there it was his day job. If he was to compare it to what Anthony Edwards considers basketball, but we're we're not going back there either. So nope.
0: You you keep saying we're not going back, but you keep bringing up all these topics again. We I lost so about much him. money
1: on I lost so much money on that
0: Anthony Edwards stuff. That was oh that that, oh. that drove me nuts. I lost money to Ghost, not as much. And uh, Santiago, you guys talk Fred Van Fleet yet? Um, yeah, I'm, down to, I'm, I'm down to talk some Fred Van Fleet. D- I, I'm, keeping all, I'm keeping all those Toronto gentlemen till the end. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I had to do <laughs> it. Our, our last two all topics, i right. to do it now. Our last two topics are Tim Hardaway for Jr. It. for our buddy Tulak, and then all those Toronto Raptors. So don't worry, I promise you, we are going to get to some Fred Van Fleet. Um, Dario Sark, Sarchich, Sark. Sir, uh, sir. Anything? Oh boy. Doesn't, um I mean, like, that's how bad this restriction really, is Like that's about just, it. It uh, doesn't,
1: doesn't really do it for me, but okay. um, he he could end up staying in in Phoenix. I mean, realistically, who else do they have there? Frank Kaminsky. I mean, you you have. No, they DeAndre let him
0: go. Aiden. They let Frank Kaminsky. If if, go. If, if if they let him
1: go, then I mean, he he could fit in nicely off the bench behind DeAndre Ayton. I I, I kind of like that.
0: And when DeAndre Ayton gets popped for PEDs again.
1: So. Yeah, that too. So you you
0: end up picking Dario Saric
1: up up in your fantasy league for forty games, and he crushes for you. It's great. It's always a fun
0: time. We do it year in, year out. So, Ben Ellison, up. I appreciate you giving me the explanation on yes. how to say right. his name. Yes. I, I do know. I'm just kind of fucking with you guys. So <laughs> we're here to have some fun, man. We're here to, the NBA off season, We're here to have some fun. Um, all right. So, restricted free agents. That's kind of suck. We'll see where Bogdan goes. We think Brandon Ingram's going to come back, and Jacob Puddle. We'll see where the hell that happens to him <laughs> as well. Um, undrafted free agents. We'll start with it. The man, the myth, the one hundred year old legend, Paul Millsap. He is unrestricted. The Nuggets gave him all that money. I think it was worth it. Look how good the Nuggets got after he got there. Just saying. Where do you think he goes? Do you think he ring chases? You think he just hops over to the Lakers? Do you think he hops over to the Warriors? Better a minimum? You think he's going for it?
1: I don't know. I, I oh, Paul Millsap. Oh my God. Mike Malone loves this guy so far. I'm, I'm not even That's ruling true. out. I'm, I'm not even ruling out him returning to Denver. Um, for all we know, he'll trade Michael Porter Jr. to make a roster spot for for, for Paul Millsap. He'll he'll trade Michael Porter Jr. for like a a, a a bag of basketballs or something to just to make a roster spot for Paul
0: Millsap. He absolutely loves him. So um Well, wait, honest question. How many minutes can that bag of basketballs play at least 45 minutes a game? Because that's kind of the minimum, I'm assuming, right?
1: <laughs> Look, um Paul Millsap, man. Um I I I I could definitely see him going to a contender. Um I'm. I'm not ruling out like kind of my pick out of left field. I mean, we, we could go with the contenders, or we could go with you know yeah. even a team like the Warriors, a, a guy to, to a little bit of insurance behind James Wiseman and Kevon Looney and Draymond. That's possible. Um, but the the, the one out of left field that I'll, I'll give a shout out to is possibly a re, a reunion with the Atlanta Hawks. That'd be I'm
0: that be not,
1: not, You I'm want not me to ruling. sing the
0: song again? <laughs> no, I won't. I won't
1: That's sing it again. Just keep. We'll going. sing it at the end of the show. The okay, the show, we'll, we'll sing it at the no, end. No, but I. i I mean. Realistically, C- Clint Capella's future is kind of up in the air. There, I've seen some conflicting reports where you know Hawks absolutely love Clint That's It's why they traded for him. They want a, 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 a what's called a um, a front court with him and John Collins, and they want to see what Trey Young does. And they, they have a solid roster: Trey Young, Kevin Herter, uh, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. They got John Collins, Clint Capella. I love that Atlanta Hawks roster. They can't play defense, but man, that's going to be a fun, entertaining team to watch. Especially out there in the East, their games are going to finish one forty to one thirty eight every single game. These guys cannot play defense, but I'm a, but we're not here for defense. Just like we're not here for the unders, we're here for yep. the overs. We're here to bet
0: the overs. We're here to here bet the overs. Hawks. We're, here, exactly here, exactly
1: the overs. we're here to get these high scoring games, and the Hawks are going to bring that. So, you know what? A, a little veteran presence, Paul Millsap going home, Atlanta. That that's my pick out of left field. That I like it. Wouldn't be my leading candidate. I, I would say that if he doesn't return back to Denver, it'll likely be to a contender, but. If we're if we're out here talking hypotheticals, we're out here, you know, putting some crazy scenarios out there, Paul Millsap possibly going home to Atlanta.
0: Well, here we go. Big boss, Mr. Worldwide. Love the name. Uh Melo to the Knicks and Demari Carroll, Teague, and Millsap to the Knicks. This dude wants everybody to go home. So appreciate the <laughs> hell out of you, big boss, man. Um, I love it. I'm I'm here for it. I think it's fantastic. Uh Ben Ellison, you think the Jazz re-signed Jordan Clarkson? Or they go for someone else. How do you you like that? I
1: I really do think they, they re-signed Jordan Clarkson. They, they really like his game out there. So um, if if you ended up seeing what he did in the bubble and even throughout the playoffs, um, Mike Conley is a guy that extremely questionable. They would like to give him a couple of nights off, I would imagine. So um, Jordan Clarkson out there as a sixth man pairing up with Donovan Mitchell. First of all, that's one fast backcourt. They could really push the pace of any game that they want to. Um, So, if you end up getting a, a Jordan Clarkson situation where I, I like exactly what they're doing right now, I, I really don't see him going anywhere else other than Utah. Um, if if they have to move pieces to re-sign him, I, I even think
0: they'll do that because of how much they like Jordan Clarkson. I love it. Let's stick in um, Denver for another one. Jeremy Grant got traded. Uh, I think he, they, they traded a first round pick. I apologize. I don't remember who it was to, but they get Jeremy Grant. He was great this year. I'm trying to get him on the show. Awesome dudes doing a lot of great stuff for social justice. No, I actually am. I am really trying to get him on the show. Really nice guy. Beautiful. Um, So we'll see what happens there. But he's in contract talks right now. What do you think about him? Do you think the Nuggets try and bring him back? And understanding that Paul Millsap is most likely going to be gone or definitely not coming back at the 20 million number. Do you think Jeremy Grant just kind of slides right in there? I know not the same player, but you only have so much money to go around.
1: Yeah, for me, it's, it, it's got to be one or the other, right? I, I don't really foresee them re-signing both of these guys. And I, I much prefer Jeremy Grant's game over Paul Millsap. That's for sure. Everyone that follows the show knows that. So um, I, I really like Jeremy Grant there. If, if Paul Millsap ends up, you know, trying to go win a ring or end up going home with Lana, really opens up some minutes for Michael Porter Jr. too. So um, I, I don't foresee a, a high likelihood where they end up Bringing both Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant back, it's likely one or the other. Michael Owen's probably going to have a say in that, and pull for for Paul Millsap. No, no, knowing them, but um, giving Jeremy Grant over Paul Millsap. I love his fit out there in Denver too. Um, they they were playing a minutes at the three. They were playing a minutes at the four. Strong wing player. He rebounds really well for for a guy that's you know coming off the bench. So um, it, it, he complements Michael Porter Jr.'s game pretty well out there. So I, I, I would like to see him run it back with Denver.
0: I think so too. I think that would be a lot of fun and it definitely uh, could be helpful. Yes, please drop a like on the video, guys. We got a bunch of people watching right now. If we get all of you to like the video, Ghost and I get so much money. It's insane. So just like it so that way we can get paid more money. We would really appreciate that. Uh seems like everybody, Ben Ellison, appreciate the information. Jad traded away, Jazz traded away Bradley and Ed Davis frees up about eight million. So go. it looks like oh. they're gonna be able to bring um, My apologies. But, I didn't know
1: that, but that's exactly what I was hey. talking about. They will trade anybody that it'll take to open up that cap space to
0: resign Jordan Clarkson. And they just did exactly that. So and I'm um, for well, it. And just, don't don't apologize. You can't possibly know everything Stoby. unlike and like again. Nope. Just leave it. Like we appreciate <laughs> you. Stobie. Um, I do think that's why I love to chat. The chat's here to help. They're here to have fun love with it. us and we're here to have you fun with you too. guys. So we hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Let's move on. We got a couple more free agents to get to before we get to the incredible Tim Hardaway Jr. And then all your Raptors, um, Danilo Gallinari. Where do you think he's going? Miami. Yeah. You said that last time, actually you were about that yeah. last time.
1: Yeah. I really, I really like him to Miami. Um, I, I I don't foresee them making a move for Bradley Beal, or at least they won't let, let me rephrase that. They they won't wait on Washington to possibly miss out on Gallinari. That's the way that I see it. So it's like not that they're not, it's not that they're not still trying to push for Bradley Beal. I really think that they are. And if anybody could acquire Bradley Beal, it's likely the Miami heat, but I don't think they're going to sit around and wait all day and then see Gallinari end up going to a, another team in the East or, or even, even anywhere else. I, I think he's a really good fit out there. So, um, Gallinari to Miami. I'm all, I'm all
0: in on that one. Big boss. Mr. Worldwide is right on there with you. will be their starting four. that would be a pretty sweet sure. lineup. We got damn yeah. You got Gallo. You got Jimmy Butler. You got, ghost's favorite player outside of the goddamn raptors mr tyler hero can you make the face for us make the face for us ghost neither of us can do it very well tyler hero (laughs) is a much better walking bucket than you and i are um but now here's the next question Uh, i know he wasn't the starting point guard this year but he was the finishing point guard especially in the bubble drogic he's not he's restricted free agent he got like a crazy amount of money and it May have paid off. It may not have. They made it to the NBA finals. Honestly, it would have been way more interesting if it was healthy. It's very unfortunate. He was not. Where do you think Gordon Dragic ends up?
1: I think he runs it back with Miami as long as they can make the finances work by bringing in a guy like Gallinari. Um, I, I'd, I'd have to check to see if they, if, if they could mathematically end up doing that. But um, if not, man, a, a point guard needy team. I, I would have said Minnesota because I would have loved that fit out there too. But now Ricky Rubio is out there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't really have a favorite landing spot for a guy like Goran Dragic because uh, th- teams could use him in, in a bunch of different ways. They could kind of use him off the bench. They could use him as, uh, at, like, and when I say off the bench, he's still playing 28 to 30 minutes because yeah. that's what Goran Dragic has been doing throughout his entire career. Um, so even if he starts or if he ends up coming off the bench, it'll likely be that. But, um, man, may- maybe, like, what, one of these teams out west that are kind of floating between
0: the like projected four and seven seeds just to give them okay. that offensive Wait, I got punch. One. I got one. Actually, it's Big Boss Mr. Yeah. Worldwide. Let's throw him up I, on the screen. Appreciate the highlight of you. The guys. Mavs. I'd see like that. That would be a nice spot. You end up flip flopping
1: THJ for Goran Dragic. You get some secondary scoring right behind Luka Doncic. And then on top of that, you just let go of Seth Curry. So, yep. Traded him. You, need, you you need a guy that could end up running point and and actually shoot the ball too. So I I, I do like that fit, but it, it would be a similar style to that. Like if, if it's not Dallas, it's one of those teams that you know what they just need. They don't need a, a big three. They they're not you know selling the farm like 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 what Brooklyn plan, plans on intending on doing to get James Harden with
0: Joel KD and Embiid. Kyrie, which is Joel does, Embiid. You yeah, mean. Not, yeah, not not James Harden. Joel Embiid. that's more,
1: that's more like it, but. Um, right, so they're, they're like a, a team that's not necessarily willing to sell all of its assets or really go all in, like what Milwaukee did by trading three first round picks for a guy like Drew Holiday. Goran Dragic would be that perfect fit, similarly, what Dennis Shorter is right now for the Lakers. Right, you get he it, is he a big three with LeBron and AD? I mean, no, you can't really put Dennis Shorter in that conversation, but he's a guy that could drop 20 a night consistently, give you 28 to 32 minutes, run point for that second unit and actually share the court with LeBron too, because he he not only can he dish to rock, but he could score too. So um, it, it would be a,
0: a very similar fit to what Dennis Schroeder is right now to the Lakers. I love it. I absolutely love it. And thank you for bringing up Schroeder because I, I forgot I hate Philadelphia and everything about it. So we have to bring up Danny Green traded for Dennis Schroeder with a first round pick. Danny Green traded again to Philadelphia for Al Horford and a first round pick. My God, did Philadelphia try and get out of that contract? Shout out to them. That is fantastic. Now, of course, Al Horford is absolutely going to have a resurgence on the Oklahoma City Thunder. (laughs) He is absolutely going to be turned around and traded away for a first-round pick next year. I can't wait. Sam Presti is a genius, right? But uh, We don't have to talk about it, but I think it's hysterical that the Philadelphia 76ers traded away Jimmy Butler, lost Jimmy Butler because they're dumb. And then trade. they sign Al Horford because they think it's going to be awesome. And then bang, they have to go around and tra- trade him with a first round pick. And I think even a second, I don't remember. It was absolutely ridiculous, but I love it. I'm all here for it. And, and shout out to the Philadelphia 76ers continuously making me smile for years <laughs> and years and years to come. So appreciate the hell out of them there. All right, back to some of these teams. Um, I got a couple more here. Some guys that Derek favors Evan Turner. Interesting players. Evan Turner, if I'm not mistaken, was hurt most of this past year. Kind of sucks. I don't think they're like, they're not game changers, but they're definitely impactful rotational players. Where do you think some of these guys end up?
1: Um, More interested in a guy like Derek Favors. Um, Evan Turner, if he's signing anywhere, it's going to be for a vet minimum, likely on on a contender as well. Someone that needs a bit of depth on the wing. Um, Not expecting much from a guy like Evan Turner this late into his career. But uh, Derek Favors is an interesting piece. Um, talk about a guy that could be very efficient in a small sample size where he ends up you know likely playing between 18 and 22 minutes a night we ended up seeing him topping 25 27 some nights even getting into that 29 30 range but you know what his bread and butter is in that 18 to 22 minute range so um, a team that could end up having a backup center where like similarly what Kelly Olynyk is right now for Miami where everyone knows that was the guy and Bam's gonna be out there doing his thing, likely playing 30, 40, 36 minutes. But when Kelly O comes out there, he's efficient. So he's a guy that could score. He could stretch the he, he could stretch the court pretty well. And Derek Ferries is not a three-point shooter by any means, but it, it would be more so that you know what someone needs a big rebounder off the bench, something like that. Um the Mavs again would be a, a pretty solid fit behind Chris Tops there. Some question marks with Maxi Kleber and 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 Dwight Powell and, and the future of that front court too. So and um, if they're willing to move one or both of those guys, they could end up bringing in Derek favors. Um, if Portland ends up moving on from Hassan Whiteside, that would be another interesting fit there too. So um, we also have Mr. Yeah, one,
0: Mr. Big boss, Mr. Worldwide Celtics. They need a center.
1: Yeah. The only, the only reason why I, I don't like him for the Celtics and why I didn't mention it. I, I it, it's a good fit. It's just another non-imposing center for the Celtics. I, I feel like the Celtics need that big man. Yeah, they like need Aaron a guy They need a guy that <laughs> God, Right, that's, who, that's what you're saying. God,
0: right? You're mentioning Aaron Baines. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's he you know, imposing center. I thought I thought that's what you meant.
1: <laughs> they need a guy, they, they need a guy that could drop 20 and 10 and really dominate the paint and really open up things for Jason Tatum. That that's what I would like to see. But you know, running Daniel Tice and Robert Williams and I don't know, but if 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 that's what they're keen on doing, I'll take Derek Favors over Daniel Tice any day of the week. So um, if, if they want to continue running a, a very similar type of lineup or, you know what, p- possibly my Raptors too, that, that would be the yep. last spot that I could recommend if Marcus Sol and Serge Ibaka one or both are gone. I, I'd love to have
0: Derek favors out here in Toronto. That wouldn't be bad. And Nick nurse is going to coach him up so well. Oh man, I can already see the internet just bludgeon all over him there. All right. Last, before we get to those Raptors, I saved them for last for you. because not going to lie. I don't want you to be sad ghost, but I love to laugh. As you already know, I don't care about Knicks fans, but I love laughing at them. So Tim Hardaway Jr. Our good friend, Brian at two lock sports. And if you are on Twitter, make sure to go follow him right now at two, the number two lock sports. He's absolutely fantastic. Huge member of the wind Daily sports team. We appreciate the hell out of everything he does. Loves Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know why, Shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. for getting like $70 million from the Knicks and then just being kind of needed to be included in that uh Kristaps Porzingis trade. Where do you think Tim Hardaway Jr. ends up? He can be useful somewhere. He doesn't need money anymore. Dude just got paid $70 bucks. Like, what do you think he does? It would
1: be so 2020 Knicks to end up seeing him. Yes. Go right
0: oh, tell me that team doesn't make the playoffs. Ghost. <laughs> tell me that team doesn't make the playoffs.
1: Give me Gordon Hayward over THJ. Sorry, sorry Brian. Both of them. Why
0: do you hate the Knicks? I don't. I love laughing at their pain. Come on. It's funny. Killing me. Let's go.
1: Oh, no. Can't be giving max extensions to THJ and Gordon Hayward and putting them on the Knicks. Come on. Come on now. (laughs) Don't do that. No, it's the Knicks though.
0: (laughs) It's the Knicks though. This is so perfectly Knicks. So Um,
1: perfectly Knicks. I, 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 he, he's an interesting fit wherever he goes. He's a guy that's so inconsistent. Um, it would be a team that really need that, that, that believes in his scoring punch off the bench right now. I, I it, it would be tough to, 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 end up seeing him anywhere other than Dallas, especially that they gave up Seth Curry. Um, I, I could see him resigning at hopefully for less money than what he did. Cause I'd like to see them get, get some firepower behind Chris tops and Luka Doncic there. But um, I, I really think since they moved on from Seth, they might end up keeping
0: THJ out there in Dallas. It makes sense. It's got to free up a couple dollars. dollars. Uh, I mean, Tim Hardaway's coming off the book. So that saves a lot of money. I don't think he's getting signed to that big a contract again. Uh, that's kind of ridiculous, but it's yeah. something they also have Courtney Lee. Appreciate you big oh. boss, Mr. Worldwide man. Uh, I think that is great. Um, oh, Luis is, Oh, Luis Figueroa is a Knicks fan. Um, Gee, I'm out
1: here defending your Knicks. I'm doing what I can. I love it.
0: I'm all I'm about it, can man, can. though. I'm all about it. All right. Last topic. Let's get to a couple more minutes, Ghost. Serge Ibaka, Marc Gasol, Fred Van Fleet, all a part of that championship team, which, I mean, now it's been like freaking 18 months. It feels like it was two years ago at this point, which it pretty much was. They're all going to be unrestricted free agents. All of them can walk. Marcus Gasol, probably just want to let him walk. That dude's like a million years old. Let him go play in Spain, make a bunch of money. Uh, I, I was just about to say, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, just don't let, think he's just let it get him go play in Spain. Go back home, man. You you were incredible. Keep doing your thing. Serge Ibaka, though, definitely definitely useful. Fred Van Fleet, I mean, he has to he has to stay a Raptor, right? Just pay the dude. Kyle Lowry's not going to be there. He'll just become a better Kyle Lowry. Like how perfect is that? It's not even passing of the guard or anything. It's just keep him around. Let let someone else bring in somebody else to be Fred Van Fleet, Right. So talk to me, where do you, what do you want to see happen for your Raptors this off season? I, I,
1: I really, the, the, the top priority there is really retaining FVV. Um, do we need him out there in the backcourt? He's a guy that, I mean, <laughs> we saw it in the bubble and I, I know this was the playoffs and I know if, if there's one team I know inside out, it's, uh, it, it, it's definitely the Robs among some other teams there, but none of the compare like the Robs obviously, but um. Nick Nurse runs the stars into the ground. I've said that time and time out when we're talking about daily fantasy sport plays and we're talking about betting plays with, uh, with the Raptors, of course, Fred Van Vliet is that guy that's not shy to play 44 minutes a night. So you, you can't teach something like that as much as you can make these guys, you know, work out more, you can make them run laps. You can do whatever they want to improve their conditioning. People don't necessarily have that mental fortitude to end up playing 40 plus minutes a night. And Fred Van Vliet does. So um, being able to do that, he's, Everyone in Toronto loves him. I could tell you that right now. Um, he, he's a fan favorite. Him and Kyle Lowry, the the, the city and, and the entire nation would be devastated to see guys like that move on. So um, I, I really hope he does stay in Toronto. And, and I think he does. Um, I, I really think Masai is going to find a way to get it done there. Um, I, I, I do think they let Serge walk, though. I think they let Serge walk. If, if, if it means that they end up having to let Serge walk to re-sign Fred... That to me is a no-brainer, and I'm I'm sure. I don't want to say I'm sure, but I'm I'm pretty positive that that's what they're thinking too, to to be able to sign an aging Serge Ibaka, and you know what? He he really declined this season. He he wasn't that defensive force up the middle. Him him and Marcus were like, you know, like they they were just two big guys in the paint yeah. defending all day long. Like neither one of them was really that this season. So um, I I think Marcus Sol ends up going back home. Uh, to Spain, that 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 wouldn't surprise me. He's had a uh, he's had a tremendous career, so um, really, it it, it it would suck to to not watch a guy like that play anymore. As much as his career is coming to an end, but um, I, I really do think he ends up going home. Apparently, Serge is being courted by the by by Brooklyn by the I Nets. I see that
0: all over the chat. So
1: I've, I've I've seen that on on Twitter too all day. And uh, shout out to to whoever's reporting that in the chat too. Big Boss Mister Worldwide. Damn, Dude boss, is incredible boss, God, right now. It, it, it's Waj's burner account or something. I don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, we, we we've seen it on Twitter a lot too. That Serge Ibaka is possibly being courted there, and um, I, I, I could see him. I don't want to say ring chasing, but I, I could see him pretty much only playing for a top six team in the league. Some someone that you know that they're going to be hosting a playoff series round and they they have a chance to win the ship. So um, Brooklyn would be a nice fit there. DeAndre Jordan is not a guy that's going to play thirty six minutes as much as kd was the guy that apparently wanted deandre jordan this and that i'm not I, if you ask kd right now I'm, I'm sure he would say like if if, if it meant in training deandre jordan to get sergey baca he'd probably say yeah do it in a heartbeat that, that he's not a guy that at least doesn't seem like a guy that, that ends up being emotionally attached to people that he ends up recruiting so um i mean they're even talking about shipping Kyrie out of town to get james Harden, right so let's go guy, he's a guy that changes his mind every five seconds and ends up ripping people on twitter with burner accounts so i mean all um, right I, I i do end up seeing sergey there running the five and just collecting rebounds off kd and Kyrie misses whenever
0: they that's do that's all happen. you need to do yeah just just get the rebounds man get paid and be on a team for the next two three years that has obviously a very good shot to win a championship and i mean kevin durant's gonna be healthy right he tore his achilles 18 19 months ago at, yeah. I, maybe it's not that long, but it feels like it's been that long. And by the time December rolls around, he's you also gonna—he's never, never gonna play a back to Gack either. What's up? You never know; things happen. That's true. I don't want to jinx it, but look what just happened to Clay. Cross my fingers—we don't want to see that happen. Um, KD this season—that that, that'd yes. be really fun. To watch. Oh, he's so good, right? Let, let's of bring him on. I, I, I can't wait to see Joel and Beat in a Brooklyn Net uniform too. That's gonna be fun. Don't tell the people, make them go botch and go back and watch our last episode. Uh, how much does Fred Van Fleet get though? That's my curious question is a hundred million dollars. I've been seeing that number get thrown around. Is he getting a max? Of, ugh, seems like a lot of money and he's good. you love him. Kyle Lowry's going to be off the books in a little bit. I don't know. The
1: the, the issue with anything below the max, I, I, I don't want to put a specific number value to it. It really depends on what their plans are with replacing guys like Serge Ibaka and Marcus. Sol. I, I really do think Chris Boucher ends up taking the next step if they end up liking what they're seeing in camp, a guy like Chris Boucher is definitely someone that can fill in that, that I don't want to say starting center role. He could be a nice backup center playing 15 minutes a night. He, he's extremely athletic. He rebounds really well. And um, he, he, the, the offensive rebounding talent of a guy like that is, is pretty courted in a league like this. So um or I, I do like Chris Boucher coming off the bench there. What, what's going on Hayward Hayward to the Raptors. no,
0: no, come on. The chat had that one. I like it. Pascal, they this person thinks Casal's coming back. I don't think Casal's coming why,
1: back. No, why why are you come trying on. to do this to me? Don't 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 do this to me.
0: Why do you hate Gordon Hayward so don't
1: much? Don't do man? this to me. I don't want I don't want Gordon Hayward on anywhere near my raps. Don't do that. No, no, we're not we're not doing that. <laughs> I See,
0: don't know who this person you. is, thank but you. Mr. Toronto vaccine is haven't Toronto seen him basket. all night. Thank you. No, haven't seen him all no, night. He no, comes no, in. No, we're we're, we're not
1: time. out here, we're not out here getting Gordon Hayward. no, in that case, Gordon New York. I was I, I spent an hour and a half, like basically an hour and a half defending the Knicks. Now now no no, no. when you bring up this go to New York. I don't I don't care. Go to New York. I'm, I'm one hundred. Um and, and but coming back to to Fred VanVleet there and anything below the max. The only issue is does Fred want to you know be the guy that's pretty much I, I don't even it, like you said it's not even fair to say the passing of the torch because they're pretty much both both carrying the torch at that point. Um but you know when when Kyle Lowry ends up possibly leaving or retiring or anything like that, Fred Van Lee is going to be the guy, right? So does he care more about that and more so the legacy that he's going to leave in Toronto and all of Canada pretty much, because that's what the Raptors are. They represent the entire country, right? So um, did, does he care more so about that? Or does he care about possibly getting an extra 5 million going to play in a city like New York? Because a, a team like the Knicks will not be afraid to end up throwing this guy 40 million.
0: The Knicks are signing everybody. I love this, Ghost. I love it. I don't know why. So again, no, we just made the team. Obi Toppin. He can play two positions. Then we have RJ Barrett, your favorite, your, one of your favorite Canadians. Give RJ Barrett's right. the truth. RJ He's Barrett. amazing, dude. Again, I'm, I'm a very big Duke fan, so I loved watching him play. He's better at the game of basketball than Zion is, in my opinion. But Zion's just on another level in terms of just freakish ability, so that's always fun. So you got Obi Toppin playing the four and the five. You got RJ Barrett, Then you have Gordon Hayward, you have Russell Westbrook, and then Fred Van Fleet as well. Tell me that team, you can play six people on the court because Obi Coppman counts as two. Tell me that team doesn't at least make the five seed in the East. Yeah, you do. Easily. That's that that, that, that's
1: not what I'm contesting.
0: I I I like that. Perfect. We're good. Even,
1: Even even if they just get Gordon Hayward and Russell Westbrook, they'll make the playoffs. I love it.
0: Awesome. All right, Ghost, this was an absolute blast. I know how much you love the NBA and I know how much I love talking to you about the NBA. So this has been a lot of fun. If you haven't already, everybody, everybody make sure you click that like button, smash that like button, hit subscribe, make sure to check out WinDaily daily sports on YouTube as well. We're somewhere in the chat in there. So make sure you go and subscribe over there because we have way more content over there as well. A lot of our NBA stuff comes over here because we love the H and B crowd and we love the chat, man. We love the chat ghost. Where can everybody find you on the internet? At
1: DFS underscore ghost over on Twitter. And uh, make sure you guys come and join our WinDaily Sports team as well. Uh, sports betting, daily fantasy sports, we've got it all. Even if you don't end up staying, which I guarantee you that you will because you'll absolutely love the family, it's a free seven day trial. You have nothing to lose. Free
0: seven days, windailysports.com backslash chat. You get free seven days in our chat where we don't need a video on to just start screaming about shit. Believe me, we were talking betting. We were talking fantasy sports and we're just talking general NBA news because honestly, that's more fun than the betting and the fantasy sports in my opinion. So make sure to follow him at DFS underscore ghost. Make sure to follow me on Twitter as well at Michael Brazil one. Make sure to follow us at wind Daily sports. One more time, windailysports.com backslash chat seven free days in our expert discord chat. You get everything NBA, NFL, esports lol ghost has been grinding some lol recently just everything here for you guys mma and then for ghost for myself for everybody in the chat sincerely sincerely you guys make it so much more fun so thank you to each and every one of you that contributed we hope you make it a very profitable 2020 2021 season of the nba